Blog Talk Radio. What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode one of Take 30 with Stephen Ercantalo, a new inspired 30-minute chat with renowned paranormal investigator Stephen Ercantalo. My name is Kevin Hartley, Stephen's co-host, and here we go, unscripted with no boundaries. Have you ever wanted to become a paranormal investigator? Do you wonder what you would need to get started or what you would do to get into the industry? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today because he is the writer of a soon-to-be-released book on the paranormal, creating a paranormal board game, sought-after speaker to present at paranormal and horror conventions, a thought-leading, groundbreaking paranormal expert with a new TV show called Urban Legends of the Paranormal coming to Roku this fall. And recently for that show, he pushed paranormal investigation to the brink of his own death. In my world, this guy is inspiration, consistency, integrity, kindness, generosity, honesty, vulnerability. He is my buddy and my friend, the man we want to hear from, Stephen Ercantalo. How are you, sir? I am very well. And that opener is amazing. Speechless. I don't know what to say, except I am doing well, but thank you. (laughs) All right, good. So I'll keep that one. (laughs) Note to self, good opener. (laughs) Stephen was pleased. (laughs) So um, So, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to do these. Yeah, these are going to be nice little 30-minute snippets compared to what we do on Saturday nights. And uh, we'll get to the root of a little topic, each one that we do. And... Today we're going to talk about becoming, I mean, it's the perfect place to start because you are a renowned paranormal investigator, and why shouldn't we start there? So lots of people listen that maybe want to get involved and get into it. Tell us a bit about, tell us a bit about how you started and, and then dive right into what you think others should do. Yeah, so this is a question that I get asked a lot. Like, how do you start out? Because it's not like you can go to school for it can't get a degree in it. It's kind of one of those things where you're watching it on TV and thinking, oh, you know, I need to have a TV show. That's how you get started. But then, you know, you go on social media and you see all these paranormal groups and a lot of them will, I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, I've contacted other paranormal groups and they wanted to interview me as if it was a job, but I'm not getting paid. And I was like, yeah, that's stupid. That's not like, it's not, in my opinion, based off everything that I've done, which I'll get to, you know, as I, you know, start the story out and let you know how I started and what's come of it within, in my opinion, a very short matter of time based off people who have been in this 20 years and really don't have a huge following for it. And I believe it's because of their approach, such as interviewing people for a job that's not even a job. It's you're lucky if you even get into a location because they can be pricey. But anyways, my story kind of starts out the same. I'm not, I'm not going to really get too involved into like how I got into ghosts as a child and seeing things and hearing things. This is strictly just starting out as a paranormal investigator. So let's assume everybody's at that same place where they've they've got the interest peaked and they want to know where to go. Yes. So pretty much I was watching ghost adventures like everybody else that knows that watches ghost shows are interested in ghosts. You've watched the TV shows. And I sat there and I thought the same thing with the questions I get asked. I can, I want to do this. I can do this, but better. And I really didn't reach out to anybody. Honestly, I was like, okay, what are they using? 
they're using digital voice recorders, night vision cameras. Okay, cool. I'm going to go get some. So I got a digital voice recorder from Walmart. I got a spirit box, an SB7 spirit box and a camera, just a night vision camera, all online, all from ghoststop.com. I think it's really expensive on there. You can get them so much cheaper now through Amazon and so many other outlets. The spirit box is about 80 bucks. That's going to be that almost anywhere, like in between 65 and 80. Um, that was it. I waited for the equipment to come and I actually went to Casadega, Florida for my very first investigation. Had no idea what I was doing. And the YouTube video is actually up somewhere. If you look up Casadega, Florida or Superior Paranormal, that was the team that I created. And I did it with a buddy of mine who was a buddy of mine. We went up there, had no idea what we were doing, right? Literally nothing. We were just like, he was obsessed with ghost adventures. And this was before I knew anything. Let's just ask questions, I guess, scan the spirit box. I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. And we got some good results, which is on YouTube. The problem was with that is, and this is where I go back to where people are like going to teams and trying to join their team. The best way to start is you do it yourself. Literally you create it because when I did this, I did it with, with my buddy. I don't even remember his name now. Oh, AJ. I don't remember his last name though. And he was so obsessed with Ghost Adventures, he wanted to be like Zach from there. So he was trying too hard to be like that. And I knew I wanted to do something my way, but I wasn't sure how yet. So we're in Casadega, Florida. We went to the cemetery, the Devil's Chair, which the footage is up on YouTube, like I said. Then we went and stayed in the hotel in Casadega, the Casadega Hotel. And we were outside. The story was like two little girls died in there from a fire or whatever. So we were outside on the porch and late at night, him and I were standing side by side and we both heard a hello. We both turned to look at each other in a girl's voice. We both turned to look at each other. It's probably like two 30 in the morning, right? Small town. There is nobody out on the street. And we're like, did you just hear that? And he's like, yeah. And we both said exactly what it said. Something right then and there instantly changed in me. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be known for. No ifs, ands, or buts. At the time, I worked in the hospital. And that, that day and moment still sits with me. It's been seven years, eight years now. And we, we get back to Fort Myers, Florida. And him and I kind of had a falling out. Because at that moment, I said, dude, I'm taking this to the heights that I know I'm capable of doing. You know, And he's like, oh, well, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to promote it. I don't know how to do this. And again, I'm, I'm stating what, what I did starting out. This is my process of what occurred. And this is why I recommend doing it on your own. And he, me and him just bumped heads. He's like, well, I don't know. I don't have time to promote it. I don't know how. I didn't know how either, but I learned just by doing it, just putting it out there. And the hate started coming and he could not handle that. So he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. You're not making it fun anymore. I said, dude, I told you what I wanted to do with this. I wanted to make it something bigger. I want a TV show. And I said, I'm, but I don't want to be signed to a network. I want to be on magazines for this shit. I want it all. Like that is what I want. Because once I, when I heard that, hello, I knew in my heart and in my mind, this was my thing. That's it. And that was pretty much it. And he, he, he left and, I started doing, I don't even remember what I did after that, just little stuff on and off. Um, we did go to Cedar Key together before the blowing out Cedar Key, and that, that footage is on Superior Paranormal as well. Um, 
after that, it was little things. I did some jails here and there. I did just, you know, things with people who were interested that knew like on my little small fan base, like friends, you know what I mean? Who saw the post and were like, oh my God, I'm interested. That's so cool. You're starting to do yeah. this. And they didn't even know the heights that I was going to get to, but it's cool now. And they would come with here and there. They would want to see my clips and whatnot. And there came a time, maybe we'll say like two years later, right? I'm bad with time frames because I've just time literally just slipped away. Sure, I can imagine. And I might have been again, I was just doing small promo here and there, you know, nothing major. I had I had issues with other paranormal teams because of course, you know, when you're doing something better than them or they feel like, Oh, you've just been doing this a year. How are you already having this? Because it's is what it is. You know what I mean? So one thing I will say is you got to have tough skin if you're going to start out because the hatred in this field is very real. And a lot of people do not post footage. They do not talk about it publicly on social media because they get attacked and bashed. If you don't have tough skin and you want to be in the limelight with it, don't even start. Seriously, just don't. So I sat there and this was about the time uh, my grandpa was, was dying and I had hernia surgery. Now this is relevant for a purpose just had hernia surgery and I'm in Fort Myers, Florida. And the mother of my child drove down from Gainesville to pick me up to do an investigation in a small town jail up there. So she drove four hours to pick me up, we go back eight hours. Mind you, I just woke up from a nap out of surgery and I get up there to Gainesville and I stay with my grandma and grandpa. Um, we go to walk the cemetery. I do the research that I was going to do because this is where I was like, you know what? I'm going to film this almost like a series, like an episode. This is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I had to cancel the investigation because the surgery, the, the, it was just hurting too bad. Like I was 12 hours fresh out of it, walking on it. It was horrible. And I'm glad I did that because it made a more realization. My, me and my grandpa, we hugged, which we always would hug, but that was the last time I seen him alive. And if I never went up there, wow. which I wasn't going to cancel, I, I, it would have been years since I seen him. And within like six months after that, he was dead from brain cancer. And I knew they knew something was up. Anyways, I, I, I moved up there to help my grandma out. Right. And I was getting a lot of hate at this, at this time, you know, cause I was experimenting, you know, talking about Ouija boards and really kind of trying to find my niche within the field because I was like, I want to stand out, but I want to stay true to who I am and studied all this, all sorts of shit. Within the paranormal, linked up with some people. They were great. The hate came in and whatnot. And I took about a year off, maybe, give or take a year, no later than a year, because of literally the massive amounts of hate, the blogs and stuff. Like I said, you've got to have tough skin in this. My grandma looked at me and said, what's wrong? Like, I could tell you're not doing this anymore. Like, what, what is it? And I explained to her the hate. She's like, you know what? Like, fuck them. They're going to hate anyways. Just do it your way. Because you're not even doing it your way right now, and they're hating and I stopped and thought about that. I was like, yeah, she's right. The next day I snapped out of it. I went outside, did a Ouija board session live on Facebook. The first time ever someone bled on a Ouija board live on Facebook. I cut myself live, dripped blood on the Ouija board and started saying, I'm doing this. Put out the spirit box and that literally turned the paranormal field upside down. The hate came flooding in. My alter ego was created. I was on a roll. I was like, this is it. This is my niche. I found it. I'm happy doing this. And I just was going live, constantly bleeding on the board, letting the hate come in. After, that's when the podcast started coming in. People wanted me to be a host on a podcast, which I, I did a little interviews here and there prior to that. But this is where it really kind of blew up. Again, this is just starting out as a paranormal investigator. There's a lot of details in between that I did, you know, with podcast interviews and everything like that. <laughs> 
that's totally up to you to accept those if you want to do them is what it is. If you want to be in the limelight, accept them, do them. And I started bleeding on the Ouija board. The hate came in left and right. Blogs writing about me that I sex traffic minors. I rape women. I beat women. This went on for about three years. And I just, you know, I was like, good. You're giving me the attention I want. And people are turning towards me because I know it's all lies. Again, tough skin. I know it's all lies. I did have my breaking points at, at some times, but I stayed true to who I was. And that's the biggest thing. Stay true to whatever it is your vision is. My vision was to separate myself from the hundreds of thousands of investigators that are out there. You know, every, every time I turn around, there's a new team forming. And I was doing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So there was no way that I felt like I had to be somebody else because there's nobody out there doing what I do at this point because they would have to pretend to be that. And I don't have to do that. So that's one thing to stay true to your vision, find out what it is and just do it. And that's with anything in life. But again, paranormal investigating, do it because it, it will take you to wherever it is you want to take this to. So I was bleeding on Ouija boards and I was working as a manager at Subway at this time. And I got a call from some people in Tampa from, from a girl named Jill in Tampa. And I was like, Hey, two buddies of mine who are producers and film and everything want to want to meet up with you and have a show thing going for, you know, they want someone extreme and all that. I was like, cool, I'll meet up with them. I got kind of pumped, kind of not. Cause I've, I've heard so much shit in and out throughout these years at this point of people wanting me to do things with them and just using me for whatever purpose, you know? So I met him right. and we, we just did the show. Boom. Haunted tours was created with within a matter of eight months, Seasons were out, Haunted Tours, Amazon Prime, it's on Amazon now, it's still out right now to this day. And that was that. I mean, it blew up millions and millions of views. It, it surpassed Ghost Adventures numbers within a week of being on Amazon. Um, I put a loaded gun to my head. I bled on the Ouija board. I, I hung myself with the new, well, no, I did that within Conjuring Mackeys. It just really took off. And that was it. I was doing conventions and long story short, here I am now. And that was, that was pretty much it to start out is, and now I have the show, like Kevin said, urban legends of the paranormal. Now I run my own race. I create it all the hate. Nobody's even talking anymore because I shut them up with doing, and yeah, I get some things here and there, but as Kevin could even say, and others can say, it's all clearly out of jealousy because you can see what they're doing and you can see what I'm doing. And I would say yeah. I grew as a person within five years. We all have, but I could say I took it to a new level of growth within me, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And it's, it's amazing. Like the heights that I'm still going to continue to take this to. So starting out wise, I know I kind of just went off, but I, but I want to tell you how I started with an idea, literally sitting in a house in Fort Myers, Florida with two other roommates on a fucking couch, watching ghost adventures late at night, watching ghost adventures on the computer, on the laptop. Like I can do this. Right. How do I do this? And studying people that now I know are fake, you know, but that's neither here nor there either. This is starting out as a paranormal investigator. And that's me reminding myself to stay on track. Cause I do get on un unfocused. If you guys have listened to the Saturday night show, I get unfocused. Um, no, so that's it. no, I mean, I don't ever get unfocused. Not at all. Ever. But, uh, no. so that's no, it. that was good. That, that was, that was good to, to understand all that background. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, definitely you've taken it to a, a much higher level than a, a lot of people can, or, or even b a lot of people might, might want to. Um, so it just shows that there's different, 
different degrees and different levels that you can go to. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate about the the hate and the bitterness between everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, is that because is that because there's a limited audience? Is that because there's limited opportunities to monetize investigations? What's what's driving all yeah. that? Because I, um, I I can't think of any other thing, any other sort of um, hobby where. You know, there might be ego, but everybody else really wants to support everybody, but seems not to be the case here. Yeah, I, I would say they're de- definitely not a limited audience, um, as so many people love it, especially around this time, fall, you know. And I would say right. too many people keep coming into the field because they feel like it's an easy success, and it's not. And I would also say, that, to be honest, uh, without sounding cocky and arrogant, um, actually – How I look, if you look at all the other paranormal investigators compared to me, I stand out with my body, how I speak, how I look. And I feel like personally that has an impact on me. I can't speak for other people, but when it comes to me, and I know this because of the hate that I've gotten from what they've said. You know, I type, oh, you need muscles to work out. Oh, you got to, you got to look like that when you work out. Oh, you, it's like. Like I, sorry, sorry that you, you know, whatever. But, and then I would say, yeah, the way they investigate, everybody does it the same. And here I am with no rules, no laws with whatever comes into the field, you know, their little fake little rule book. I kick the door and put a gun to my head, cut myself on a Ouija board, get a Ouija board tattooed on my chest, hang upside down on a cross, hung myself with a noose, put human ashes on a Ouija board, um, what, what, I mean, what I do for Urban Legend of the Paranormal last time, I, I did the experiment with DMT to where I literally was trying to get it to, to where my consciousness leaves my body. Like there is no, I laid on a train track while I could feel the vibrations of the train. There is nothing that I won't do. So I can't be touched in this field because there is not a single person out there that will take it to those limits. And if they think they will, they won't do it like I do it. So I think that's where I get a lot of the hate from. The other people get hate because people are just petty. You know, they're, they're, that's like little tiny drama. I have no idea why. And everybody wants to be the next best thing in this field, which is crazy to me because it's not a factual field. It's a very, it's a very limited field when it comes to the thought of intelligence and depth. So many people are small minded in this field because they're not knowledgeable enough to expand their own self-righteousness and self-beliefs. So their belief system keeps them at bay with how far they'll want to go because they're unable or not willing to think outside of the box, mainly because one, they just don't know how to, and that's on them, or they're afraid to get hatred. They're, they're literally afraid to get hate. So many people will message me like, man, I wish I would post footage, but I get too much hate. Okay. So everybody hates everything in this world nowadays. So what? You're going to get hate. You're going to get, right. hate. you're getting, hate. you're getting hate because people are asking you, why, why aren't you posting it? You just talked about going somewhere. So they're hating you for just building it up and not posting it. So you might as well post right. it and let them hate. Like, right. So, but I think even even within that, um, I, I mean, so that's you know, yeah, there's there's that hate out there. But what they're hating you for is something that I would imagine you would offer as advice to people is that you do have to have a bit of a brand, and you have a bit of a you, you have quite a brand in the way that you look. And to the degree that you are going to go to challenge things and try things, so you're very daring. So obviously, branding and having a niche would be, you know, figuring that out would be important advice. 
Yeah, definitely. Because that took me two years. I'll say two years. Again, I'm bad with timing. But it took me two years to realize the bullshit in the field, who is bullshit, why they're bullshit, and me creating my own mind up, not listening to other people. And me realizing, it, which is weird, cause I, yeah, because I'm telling you that I, I didn't listen to other people, but yet here I am wanting you to listen to me. But I'm coming at you with literally the good and the bad of it. I got more bad than good out of this. Even when Haunted Tours was made, I got more, I mean, I got a lot of love for it, but I got way more hate because more people are quick to express hate. But I would say right. find your niche, create your own brand, because that is the most rarest quality in this field. I'll just say this, like when people go to Bobby Mackey's now, they don't ask what Ghost Adventures did there or what anyone did there. They ask what I did there. So because right. of me bleeding in the well, you know what I mean? Two shows have talked about what I do there. And that to me is separating yourself. Now, I'm not saying you got to go slit your wrist, cut blood, bleed on boards, do this. One, it, you will look like a copycat at this point because people know that that's my thing within the field, you know? Um, and I can't even think off the top of my head what you could do to brand yourself separately. I'm, you know, I'm not saying go get crazy face tats of Ouija boards or, or dye your hair a bunch of different colors to stand out. It's really something within you that you have to do to stand out. Because to be honest, like I look at me, I'm, I'm an average looking dude. You know what I mean? I shave my head, I have facial hair, I have blue eyes, and I just work out. But I have a Ouija board on my chest. But again, that was my brand. And right. You know, so whatever your brand is, do it. And yeah, and I think whether it's paranormal investigation or you know whatever you might else want to do, whether it's opening a cupcake shop or opening a yeah. dog walking service or whatever it is, you got to yeah. find that something uh, that's organic about you. Maybe you, maybe you sing. Maybe you want to do some mm-hmm. sort of musical ritual at your paranormal investigation. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and that's but the yeah, thing too. I think you've got to find something unique. You do. And, and, and again, that, that is with anything, there's always going to be competition and people will be like, Oh, the paranormal was not competition. No, it is. It's a competition because here's how I look at it. If in sports, right. Everybody has a team, right. You got the Miami dolphins, 49ers, Dallas Cowboys and the paranormal, you have a team, right. And these football, baseball teams, basketball teams, they go to other stadiums and locations to play against other teams. Well, what do we do? We go to other locations that other teams have been to documenting the same shit with the same equipment, just like teams. You got gloves and bats and and baseball, football, you got pads and footballs, right? You got the same equipment in the field. We use the same equipment in the field. We go to locations, we have teams. It is who can get the better footage and look at it that way. And again, like people are going to hate, well, it's not a competition. No, it is. You're just upset because I did better than you. That's ultimately it. And right. very few people are willing to find the truth as a team. Like as a team they are, but when an outsider comes in and tries to say that same shit, their vision changes and you really find out how their true vision is. So everybody ultimately is out to look for the best, to get the best. And if you could separate yourself, like I said, shit, here, here's an idea of what I would do, right? Waverly Hills. And I talk about Waverly a lot, Bobby Mackey's, because they're the two biggest names in the field. There was a nurse. Now, don't quote me. I've never been to Waverly. I don't really know the full story. But there was a pregnant nurse who was supposedly pregnant from either a doctor or a patient or something like that. I can't remember. And 
she jumped out the window to commit suicide, like out of the second or fourth or third floor, one of them, right? What I would do is I would get one of those big old firefighter blow up things, put it outside of the window. I would jump out of the fucking window. And jump out. Yes. That's it. Easy. Boom. Recreate how somebody did their die. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. Why is that crazy? People have to people have to jump out of buildings. If your shit's on fire and you're on the tenth floor, they build those things up. You're jumping, right? So it's not crazy to do. Well, it makes sense footage, to me that you're trying to create an environment that is. Yeah, that you're trying to create an environment. Correct me if I'm wrong. That that is familiar to the entities that were there at yes. the time. Yeah. That if if they're going to come back, they might say, "Hey, hey, wait. This is me. This is about me. This is mm-hmm. this is something I." I'm familiar with. Is that kind of what you're trying to do is just to, exactly. to make them recognize something that they lived? Yeah. I'm trying to create that energy again and that consciousness yeah. energy because it doesn't have a vessel. So I'm recreate, I'm sparking it. You know what I mean? I'm rubbing two sticks together. Yeah. You know, the spark is there. And once I create the whole scene, the flame has ignited. Now let's hear you speak because just like anybody, you're going to be quiet in a conversation, right? People treat spirits like they're fucking animals. Can you come over here and say hi to me? Oh, thank you so right. much. You talk to fucking humans like that? Dude, if you're in the fucking right. kitchen right now, I'm not going to be like, Kevin, can you come in here and say hi to me, please? And then you come in here and say hi. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> the fuck? So that shit blows my mind, like how they do that. And I forgot what I was saying. Um, the energy-wise, yeah, like you said, we're just if you recreate it, right? the environment and make them want to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do that, that sparks that energy and that subconscious of theirs or that consciousness that they just don't have a vessel anymore. And they're like, oh, wait, that's me. Yay. I want to go communicate. They are clearly trying to talk to me. And finally, someone is not just saying, can you come talk to this light? Okay. First off, first of all, the K2 meter is a fairly new item, right? These people that have died in the 1920s probably have no fucking idea how to even use that. So how do you know that their consciousness can use something that they don't know what to use? So if you recreate how they died, you are sparking that energy up a lot more than you are using a device made 10 years ago that they have no idea what it is or how to use it. So how can they? And if you and I are talking, right, you, and we're not talking about you or a subject that you're just not familiar with, you're going to be pretty quiet, right? Cause you just don't know what to say and we're not talking about you for you to chime in. So why would they chime in if you're not trying to directly talk to these entities? They w- the consciousness and subconscious and energy that's within us in a vessel is the same shit that is within. They just don't have a vessel. You just can't see it. So recreating what they that you do. Say that. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because you just posted and, and sorry, I just want to interrupt you there because you said about creating the environment that they would, accept and understand you did something at Mackey's recently which was very interesting but you were using uh, you were using iPhones obviously to take the pictures and Mm -hmm. I would imagine I don't want to spoil it but something that was captured something that was said to me the word was said almost like a question because to me that energy didn't know if the iPhone was doing thought it was doing i know you know what i'm saying but i don't want to spoil it for anybody yeah it was definitely said and and captured with a questioning tone to it and i thought that's because 
they don't know what that they don't know what that thing is doing, but they're taking a guess to say, exactly. oh, is it is it this? And I'm, I'm goosebumpy talking about it, but I would encourage yeah. people to uh, to watch it. Yeah, um, it's on my YouTube thing, right? Stephen Arcantello. You can just go and, and look at it, and and that's just yeah, it. six minute video. Is, Stephen just posted it in the last week or so, so watch that. We're using these tools and equipment that people that died in the 1920s have no idea how to use, but you're expecting them to use it. And then you get excited that they used it. I, I recreate how they died to draw that energy in and make it more specific about that individual energy. Therefore, that's what I'm focused on. I'm giving you the attention. What are you going to do? People love attention. I don't care who you are. People love to talk about themselves regardless, especially when they bottle it all up or something new and exciting is happening. You get a new and exciting individual inside of an area that this consciousness died and you're actually recreating what they did or, or, or giving that energy, that attention. It's just like, and I don't mean to cut the attention off. I know we're running kind of quick. We got about a minute. Law of attraction, what you put in, you get out of exactly that, negative or positive. Same thing with this. If you're giving that energy everything you have specifically targeted for them, it's going to react. It's just a matter of are you willing to do whatever it takes to get that energy? Are you a real paranormal investigator or are you just really just going to be, in my opinion, a sheep in the herd and following the masses? And you're pretty much going to stand there with a black balloon. And then here I come with a red balloon standing out more than anybody in this field. So right. that's that. Well, um, isn't that what it's about all about? Life and stuff, paranormal so. investigation. It's about energy and what you put into it and what you give yep. out will yep. we'll determine what you get back. Absolutely. So awesome. I guess that's a wrap. We well, got this 30 has been seconds. a great chat. Yeah. yeah, this has been a great chat. Um, Actually, it says come back. Yeah. I don't want to lie. So, yeah, take 30. We're Episode done? two is going to be posted in a couple of seconds, guys. So thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll follow up with this. Take care.